for the message this morning. I know we are normally in the book of 1 Corinthians on Sunday mornings, but I thought if we're going to sing about the Bible, I'm going to talk about the Bible today. And so I'm going to do that this morning and this evening. So Psalm 119 is where we're going to turn today. And it is good to sing. Do you realize that the, Psalm, the book of Psalms was really Israel's hymn book? And so they would sing those to the Lord. I don't know if they quite did them in the tunes that we do them, but they probably did. I'm pre probably pretty close to it there. And so I'm grateful for all those psalms and grateful for the Millers and grateful that they're here this morning. And it's always good. They've been family friends for a long time. I even got to go to their Christian school for a year when I was in sixth grade. And so my dad would drive us down and my brother worked at the church there down in Escondido, and so it was a blessing. And so the Millers always hold a special place in my heart. It's always good to see you. I'm glad to have you here. We look at Psalm 119, and my message this morning is not going to be a typical Sunday morning message. It's going to be a little different. And I don't say, I do say that often, but today it is going to be a little bit different. My, my aim this morning is I realized we we're going to sing more songs this morning, and so I didn't know how much time I was going to have to preach from Psalm 119 today. But I want to take a certain passage here, just eight verses here, and I want to explain some things to you how to use the Bible to stay clean. Because I don't know if you notice, the longer you're in this world, and it doesn't matter, we live in this world, right? We live in this world, we can't change that fact. Now, if we could hibernate and stay away from everybody, that might be great, but Jesus lived among everybody, and that's what we do. But the problem is, the longer we're in the world, the more that pollution of the world tries to get to us. The more the garbage is there to mess us up and get us off track from where the Lord would have us be. Well, in this psalm this morning, we see literally how to use the Bible to stay clean. Now, Psalm 119 is a very interesting passage. In all reality, it is the longest chapter of the Bible. There is none longer. And if you look at it, this psalm is an acrostic. In English, it doesn't read the same as it would in Hebrew. But in Hebrew, there are 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet. And every eight verses is the next letter in the Hebrew alphabet. My Bible has it in there. Yours might. You'll see all the little above it. Those are the Hebrew letters in the Hebrew alphabet. Like the first couple verses there. Aleph is where it begins. And so the first eight verses, that's they all begin with that first letter in Hebrew, and then Beth, and so on and so forth. And so it was built as an acrostic there. And then what Psalm 119 does, it's, we literally call it, and we look at it as the longest chapter in the Bible, literally, it talks about the Bible more than any other topic throughout the entire chapter. And so every verse contains a direct reference to the Word of God. Now if you look, just look with me for a minute at verse number 1. Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. So what is the Bible mentioned in verse number one? The law of the Lord. Do you see that there? Blessed are they that keep his testimonies. Verse two, what's the reference to the Bible? His testimonies. Verse number three, they also do no iniquity. They walk in his ways. In reference to the Bible, there is his ways. Verse number four, thou hast commanded us to keep thy precepts diligently. So in verse four, What's the reference to the Bible? Precepts. So you'll see all 160, I always mess up there, 176 verses. There's a Bible reference in every verse. There was a man by the name of, um, let me see my notes here. Charles Spurgeon told the story about a man named George 
Wishart. And he was the first Episcopal Bishop of Edinburgh. And during the 1600s, he was sentenced to death by hanging. He came to the day of his execution, and he hoped for a pardon, but that pardon hadn't came in yet. And it was a custom in those days to allow a condemned man to call for the singing of a psalm before he was put to death. Can you guess what psalm he picked? Psalm 119. And as they got about two-thirds of the way through it, the pardon came, and he didn't die that day. So Psalm 119 saved his life. And so that was the psalm that he did. Caroline, I remember when she was in high school, she memorized the entire chapter. And so someone challenged her to that, and she memorized the entire chapter. You say, how many of the verses of the entire chapter do you know? I know some, but not the whole thing, and far from the whole thing. But when we look, you've got to understand something as we look at the Bible. And we look here this morning, as we live in this world, and uh, so many of you know I help out and I direct now the Emmanuel Baptist Rescue Mission, besides everything else. But with that, when you're down on the streets of L.A. and the guys come in for the night, <laughs> yeah. So this last week, I decided I walked from the m mission, and I walked, I wanted to go see Kobe's new statue at the arena over there. So I walked from the, from the mission there. And it's pretty crazy to be walking right out there and some of them are, oh, I know you, I know you. And I'm like, is that a good thing or a bad thing right here? But as you walk, the, and when you walk the streets of L.A., there are two things that come to mind. You got people doing drugs all around you and every building smells like urine. That's all you smell, Literally. So when I got done walking from to the, to the Crypto.com arena, two miles one way, two miles back, what I wanted to do was take a shower because I felt that dirty from the streets of L.A. But what I did was I just washed my hands and did the best that I could. And even at the mission, we're trying right now to get rid of a few last of the, they had a major problem with bed bugs for a while. And I've been, we've been trying to get rid of them. They're almost gone. But I saw someone with those bed bug bite and it just, I just, when I get home from being at the mission, I shower. That's the first thing I do. I say, well, what? Because I want to be clean. Feel clean, at least. As we go into this world, this world is worse than what I experienced being on the streets of L.A. And the devil wants to pollute us. You know, the thing is, he can't do anything about your soul. When you're saved, your soul is settled, it's secure. There's nothing he can do about that. But if he can mess you up along the way and pollute you a little bit, he'll do the best that he can. And the tool that God has given us to move forward in this life is this book right here. And it's so important. The problem is most Christians don't read the Bible today. Most Christians don't spend time in the Word of God, and we can't do what God would have us do if we don't spend time in his Word. You will not grow in the Christian life. And I've said this over and over again as we've been in 1 Corinthians. You will not grow in the Christian life if you have no relationship with this book. This book matters in the Christian life. Just as you grow in life and you need food, nutrients, and all these things, if you're going to grow in your spiritual life, you need this book right here. This book matters. It will help you. It has the power to help tonight. We're going to look at 2 Timothy chapter number 3 and see how the Word of God is profitable and the things that we'll do in our lives. But this morning, as we have just a little bit of time, I want you to look with me at Psalm 119 and look at verse number 9. There's a question asked right here. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? Now, I don't care if it's a young man this morning or a young woman. Anybody. How is anybody going to cleanse their way? How can we stay clean 
in the world that we live today? That's the question asked. Then you'll see there are six statements made on how to do that. Two things not to do. I'm mean, sorry, one thing not to do. And two prayers to pray to God to help stay clean. So look with me at verse number. Look at the end of that verse. So wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. With my whole heart have I sought thee. Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. Thy word have I hidden mine heart, that I might not sin against thee. Blessed art thou, O Lord. Teach me thy statutes. With my lips have I declared all the judgments of thy mouth. I have rejoiced in the way of thy testimonies, as much as in all riches. I will meditate in thy precepts, and have respect unto thy ways. I will delight myself in thy statutes. I will not forget thy word. Father, I pray this morning with the few minutes that we have that you would guide us and help us. I believe the message this morning could be a help to every Christian sitting in this room this morning. And I also believe if there's someone not saved here this morning, I believe that this passage and the word of God being read and how faith comes by hearing and hearing through the word of God, that it will help everyone today. Help us, Lord. Guide us. We love you. We need you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We need to be people of the word of God. We need to read it, we need to study it, we need to memorize it, we need to sing it. Make the Word of God an important part of your life. We'll say this, make it the most important. You want to be a good husband today? The Bible tells you how to do it. You want to be a good dad? The Bible tells you how to do it. You want to be a good wife? The Bible tells you how to do it. You want to be a good son? The Bible tells you how to do it. You want to be a good daughter? The Bible tells you how to do it. You want to learn how to please God? The Bible tells you how to do it. You want to know what to stay away from? The Bible tells you what you need to do. So for a few minutes this morning, I want to preach on this thought, how to use the Bible to stay clean. I don't think we need to think about how dirty this world, we all agree this world's messed up, right? And it's filthy, and there's garbage out there. And there are times that Christians get themselves mixed in with the garbage of this world. And you've got to remember the fact that you're bought with a price. And you're supposed to glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which belong to God. So this morning, this will help us. When someone comes to my office and they want counsel on a certain topic or things, I use this passage more than any other passage. Because if we're going to stay clean, and this is the thing. We all have the sins that we struggle with. Every one of us. And the thing is, you know what sins you struggle with this morning. I know what sins I struggle with. And thank God I don't have to be your priest and you've got to come tell me all your sin. Because I would never get anything done. And then I'd have to go find someone to know my sins. You know, we can talk to God and we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. But when we think about that, we have our sins. And don't you ever, do you ever think the devil, the devil does, he cannot enter into a believer. But it's like he knows our weaknesses. He sees it. He knew that Jesus had just fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. He wasn't smart enough to realize that Jesus doesn't have weakness. Yeah, he had a human body, but he was still not. He's God in the flesh. But when we look at this passage this morning, I want you to think for yourself. What are some areas that I struggle in? And how can I take this message this morning? And how can I use the Bible to stay clean? My dad was a diesel mechanic for years. And you could go into the gra his garage still today, and it's still, he, said, he blames me that the tools aren't back in place, but I don't know if it was all me. Probably my brother Mark or my younger brother Chris, but it was probably me as well. And it, you actually reap what you sow. You remember that verse in the Bible? So a few weeks ago I had Johnny do something. He's not here this morning, so I can talk about him. 
I had Johnny do something. I go back in my office, and all my tools are all over the floor. And I'm like, Lord, I know. You're just getting even with me for what I did to my dad. I see it. I get it. And so you say, so do you go to your dad's house and pick up all the tools? Not yet. It's on the list of things to do. I got that to do. got something to do for Christina later on today. And I got a lot of different things to do. But um, there are a lot of tools out there. And I used the illustration once before. The first time I changed the oil in my car. I know most people don't change their own oil anymore. But the first time I did, I'm underneath the car, my, my Pathfinder, my Nissan Pathfinder. And I'm trying to turn that filter off. And I'm, like, trying to grab it just right. And, you know, I'm, like, twisting up in there. And, I'm, and I can't get it to budge. And my dad's is laughing in the garage. And there was this, this uh, it's a clamp, wrench, it's, it, whatever it is. But literally, you stick it on there. And you look at it, it looks like a big C. And I didn't even know what the thing was for before. But my dad has all these tools. Who knows what they're for? But when I learned that you actually use that and it loosens right up, it made life a lot simpler. The problem is, we don't know the Word of God good enough to use it as for the tools in our lives. So we run everywhere else to help us with the problems in our lives instead of to the book that God's given us to help us get through life. We need to learn to use the Bible and to use it as a tool. Tools do you no good if you don't use them. And the Bible has mo a load of tools, an open toolbox, ready for you to help you in your life. Let's dive right in, get through this over the next few minutes. Number one, what I need to do, if I'm going to use the Bible to stay clean, there's several things I need to do. You notice in this psalm here, that first phrase there, that question that is asked, wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? How are we going to stay clean in the world that we live in today? Well, what do I need to do? Number one, as we dive in, we need to seek God with all of our heart. You see that in verse number 10? It says, with my whole heart have I sought thee. And as we look at that there, we think about that fact. Not half does it say I'm going to seek God with part of my heart. No, he wants all your heart, right? And whatsoever you do for the Lord, do heartily as unto the Lord, not unto men. Do all to the glory of God. God doesn't want you to half-heartedly seek after him. He wants you to seek after him. Think about this. You ever lose something? that you needed to find and you sought it out and you kept looking and looking and you were determined to find it when is the last time you went to the word of God like that this is how we do most of our Bible reading oh give thanks unto the Lord for he is good because his mercy endureth forever let Israel now say that his mercy endureth forever let Israel I call upon the Lord in distress the Lord answer me send me in a large place the Lord is on my side what, what's for lunch Do you seek God with your heart? When you go to the Word of God, and I would, I would ask you this morning, remove the distractions when you go to the Word of God. Put the phone away. Turn it on silent. Oh, I can't live without my phone. If you can't live without your phone for a few minutes, you're an addict to your phone. And you should not be addicted to your phone. Oh, I got to check Facebook and all of my social media every five minutes. You're addicted. Put it down. You want to see, just try, wouldn't it be amazing, how would your life be if you didn't, weren't on the phone all the time? When's the last time you went into your settings on your, if you have an iPhone? Um, Nick, I don't know how you do it on your phone there. I know you're close to getting that iPhone. But anyways, on, your, on an Android, I'm not sure how it works. But on an iPhone, you can go into settings and you can see your screen time for the week. And day. When's the last time you checked your screen time? 
You want to have confession time there? I did that with the teenagers a while back, and the answers they gave were so, well, I listen to YouTube all day, so it's constantly on. Yeah, and you're listening to the Bible the whole time, right? And things like that. But remove the distractions. We think about this psalm. It says there, if you're going to cleanse your way and let the Bible help you, you need to seek God with your whole heart, not half-heartedly, not half it, but that's how we do it. The Bible tells us in Second Chronicles fifteen fifteen, and Judah rejoiced in, at the oath for as and all Judah rejoiced at that oath for they had sworn with all their heart and sought him with all their desire and he was found of them and the Lord gave them rest round about. Do you see the key in this verses? They sought after him with all their heart. Are we supposed to love God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our strength? We need to give it our all. If we're going to cleanse our way as we live in this world that we live today, we need to seek God with everything that we have. I don't know if any of you ever did as a kid. I remember as a kid I didn't love taking showers and things as much as I do today. And I, you know, was there ever a time, I remember a time my mom said, go take a shower. And I came out and she's like, your hair is still combed the same. <laughs> I forgot that. She's like, well, how could you be in the shower and your hair not get wet? Brilliant. Say, so what did you do? I went back in, turned the shower on this time, and just stuck my head in there and got it wet. That didn't give her, and I'm sure there are others in this room that have done the same thing when you were younger. Hopefully you still don't do it. But was I truly clean when I got out? No. You've got to take the time. If we're going to let the Word of God help us stay clean, we need to seek God with all of our heart. Letter B, and secondly, we, I will memorize the Word of God. If I'm going to stay clean, I need to memorize God's Word. Verse 11, Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. Some of the kids in our Christian school, they are very good at studying for tests on the day of. You know why? Because they get it here. And then they take the test, and it's gone. Like, we should do that sometime, Ryan, just for fun. Let's just, like, three days later out of the blue, give them, you know, they get a good score, give them the test three days later. See if it's really here or if it's just here. But isn't that what we do with the Word of God? We, we have it here, and we hear it, but then when we need to use it, it's not there. One of the great lessons I learned in life came from going to Christian school. And in our Christian school, if you got detention, what happened was you would write Bible verses. Say, how dare someone punish you with writing the Bible? It was one of the best things that ever happened in my life. Because what the teacher would do is they would take what area you got the detention in and give you a verse based on that area so that you had something to apply to your life when that happened again. So for me, we did paces, ACE paces. I... That's as close as purgatory comes is those paces. But, and, uh, and Cody was educated on them, I was educated on them, and you see, that's what you get from those paces. I don't know, they're, they're good. But I, I cheated. When I was supposed to score and mark them wrong and circle the page, I just circled the page, I cheated on it. Got my one detention. I'm not going to even ask Cody how many times he did that. And, and his dad was technically the principal, and I remember they had a nice little paddle back then too. And I'm sure I remember that. Do you remember that thing? I never, a paddle. Yeah, I never got it. So I was, I was, I kept my, I was, I kept myself hidden well from that stuff. But anyways, you say, 
did you ever deserve it? Yes, but that's another story. You know, were you ever caught? No. Just like at home sometimes I get in trouble. I'd be like, I didn't do anything. They're like, well, this is for the time that you didn't get caught. Fair, fair enough. And, uh, but so the verse, Proverbs 27, a prudent man foreseeth the evil and hides himself. The simple pass on and are punished. And so now that, and that verse sticks in my head still to this day. My parents, when I was a teenager, will just say I probably had a, a big, all teenagers think they know everything, right? Cody Jr., you think you know everything? No. He, he just said no. His dad says he does, but I, most teenagers have the tendency to think they know everything and that they're smarter than their parents who have lived a lot longer than them and are way smarter than they are. I'll give you a little thought. I'm 38, going to be 39 in June. I think today I know less today than what I thought I knew when I was 17 and 18. When I started pastoring 13 years ago, I thought I had it all figured out, and today I realize I still know nothing about it. It's amazing how that goes with time. But my parents, I would write Bible verses about my tongue and my mouth. It was so keep of his mouth, keep of his life, in favor of the Lord. And there's something about when you take the word of God and you don't just have it here, but you have it here, it helps you when those hard times come. If there's an area of sin you struggle in your Christian life, and I say this to everyone, Find Bible verses on it. And it's easier today. You don't have to just pick up the old concordance and find all of them. You can literally go on your computer and type in the, the word that you struggle with, and literally you can get a bunch of verses that have to do with it, and even ideas around it. And what do I think? Memorize them. Oh, but pastor, I cannot memorize. That's, what, that's the biggest excuse. I can't memorize. And yet we play an old song that you know, and you somehow know it. Or you got to do something at work, or you have to go take the DMV test or something like that. You kind of figure it out, don't you, over time. We need to memorize the Word of God. Literally, as we look at that there, we need to hide it inside of us. Why? So I don't sin against God. John Wesley said it this way, I've laid it up in my mind like a choice treasure to be ready upon all occasion to counsel, quicken, or caution me. And we need the Word of God in here not just a head knowledge. It needs to be buried deep inside so when the temptations come, we have something. Do you realize we go through the armor of God and really the only offensive weapon is the sword of the Spirit. Everything else is defensive. You can go offensively with the sword of the Spirit. What did Jesus do when he was attacked? He quoted scripture. What should he have done? quote a scripture, but you say there wasn't any scripture yet. I know, I know. So that's her excuse there. Quote scripture. And in all reality, Eve could have. This is what God said. Did God really mean that? No, this is what God said. Isn't it amazing? Get the word of God. If we're going to cleanse our ways, number one, as we looked here, I will seek the Lord with all my heart. I will memorize God's word. Number three, I will declare all that God says. Look at verse 13. With my lips have I declared all the judgments of thy mouth. That word declare there means to go over repeatedly, enumerate. Kind of like we do about if you were happy last week that your team for the Super Bowl won. You probably told everyone, oh, my team did this. But I don't think Gary did that last week. He wasn't talking much about the Super Bowl afterwards. And at least you could talk about the Super Bowl. I don't even know what the Super Bowl is as a Charger fan. So... And, uh, but, or something happens in your life, you go tell everybody, right? 
If we're going to cleanse our way, we need to seek God and seek his word with all of our heart. We need to memorize God's word, but we also need to declare it. And isn't that what the Bible talks about in the book of Deuteronomy, what parents were to do for their children? Thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou riest down, and when thou risest up. Is your house filled with talk about the scriptures? Is your conversations with your church friends, is scripture involved? Hey, if we're going to keep our way, you're not going to be gossiping with one another if you're talking about scripture. Have you ever thought about that one? You're not going to be fighting with somebody if you're talking about scripture. So you want to stay clean. We need to seek God with all of our heart. We need to memorize the word of God. We need to declare God's word and speak God's word. Number four, or letter D, I will rejoice in following God's word. And look at what it says there in verse 14. I have rejoiced in the way of thy testimonies as much as in all riches. You know when we rejoice in the word of God? When we're obeying the word of God. When we're not doing what the word of God says, we don't rejoice in it. How many of you know that's true? Isn't that true? So if I'm going to cleanse my way and do what the Lord would have me, I need to rejoice. I need to do what it says. Joy comes through obedience to God. So if we're going to cleanse our way this morning, I will seek God with all my heart. I'll memorize the word of God. I'm going to declare what the Bible says. Letter D, I will rejoice in following God's word. Number five, letter E, I will meditate on God's word and his ways. Look at verse 15. I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. Do you see that right there? You know, in Eastern meditation, what is the goal? It's to empty the mind. That's not biblical meditation. Biblical meditation is you do empty the mind, but you put something back in it. And you put the word of God in it. Kind of like a cow chewing on its cud kind of the reference to it there. I was with uh, Bob Payne yesterday. He wanted me to show him how to use his iPad in church. He, w- he says he can flip there faster. He says, I want to be like Gary. That's what he said. And I said, Gary is pretty tech savvy with his stuff over there. And so I went over there and about 40 minutes later, I think he's got figured out. He's going to try it next service. And so he thinks he'll be able to see it better and it'll be better for him. We'll see what happens. So when I was there, he asked, so when do you, what do you do with your sermons? When do you write them? And everything like that. This week, it was a little later than normal, but I always try to have my sermon written by Tuesday every week. And what do you do Wednesday, Thursday? I just sit back and do nothing Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I do nothing. No. What do I do with that time? I meditate on it. And I keep chewing through it. And maybe one point a day and just think on that. And that's why I think God, you know what? I think God makes pastors out of people he needs to keep a close eye on. Because I have to meditate on the sermon all week long, and you get to hear it for 30 or 40 minutes, and that's it during the week. It's constantly there. And so we need to meditate on God's word and his ways. You want to do what's right? You meditate. You think about what the Lord chew on God's word. Don't just, some people think they spend five minutes reading their Bible and they've done all they need to do. I'm good. It's not how it works. You need to meditate on it. You need to love it. You need to seek God with all your heart. You need to memorize God's word. You need to declare all that God says. Rejoice in following God's word. Meditate on God's word and his ways. And then the last one, what we need to do, number letter um, F, I will delight in God's word. Verse 16, I will delight myself in thy statutes. I will not forget thy word. 
This word means, as we look at this here, and we think about delight, do you always delight in God's word? Be honest this morning. Do you ever know you need to read the Bible? And you're like, oh, I just need to get done today. And if you say, Pastor, that's never happened to me, then you don't read your Bible at all. That, or you're still in the honeymoon stage with the Lord and honeymoon stage with the Bible. I, had, um, I went on a ride-along on Friday night and, uh, with an officer here in town. And the officer I wasn't with, another one, we're at a call, and this other officer says, could you just come talk to me for a minute? I'm like, sure, you want to talk? And he's telling me about a dream he had about preaching the gospel to his brother. I'm like, well, do you preach? No, I don't even know much about the Bible. I said, well, why are you talking about this? I literally started reading the Bible five days ago for the first time ever. And he's like, and you're here tonight. I want to talk to you. And so he, um, he's using YouTube. There are five parts to get through the entire Bible. It's 80 hours of listening straight through. And so I'm like, well, where are you so far? He's like, I, I saw you in Genesis. I don't even know what Genesis is. I'm like, um, is it New Testament, Old Testament? And didn't have a clue. I said, have you learned about Adam and creation? Yes. Have you learned about Abraham? Yeah. Have you learned about Moses? No, no, haven't heard about Moses. Um, how about Isaac and Jacob? Yeah, yeah, and then their sons. Yeah, their sons. And I'm just getting to that he's going through like blessing. Oh, you're the end of Genesis where you are. I said, that's wonderful. And when you get partway through Exodus, it's going to be wonderful too. But there's going to come a point where it's like, what am I doing? And then Leviticus kept, kicks in. And you really don't know what you're doing. And I've grown over the years to love the book of Leviticus. Now, I honestly do. It's one of my favorite books to study. And with some study, I do. But it was never that way for a long time. So I told him, buddy, if, you get, if it gets hard through there, here's my cell phone number. And I'm going to give you some other good places to go read as you get going. And then I'm going to get with him in a couple weeks to help move forward. But do you delight in God's word? He said he looked forward to each day going out and just walking and listening to God's word. And he, I don't even think he's saved. He doesn't, even, he doesn't know anything. But God's just working. Remember that day when you couldn't get enough of God's word and you delighted in it? Have you left your first love? Are you missing that in your life? You see, this morning, if we're going to cleanse our way, it begins, first of all, by what we need to do. We need to seek God with all of our heart, memorize God's word, declare all that it says, rejoice in following God's word, meditate on it, delight on it. And then we think about this, number two, or, the last, or letter G, I should say. The one thing not to do. Don't forget it. Look at the rest of verse 16. So we see there are things, I will do this, I will do this, I will do this. Then one time in this set of verses, it says, I will not do this. I will not forget God's word. You see that right there in verse 16? I will delight myself in thy statutes. I will not forget thy word. Don't forget it. That word forget means to mislay or be oblivious to. You know why we, why we get into sin? We forget his word. Because when his word is laid in our heart, it's there to help us not sin against him. We need to not forget it. If we're going to cleanse our ways, what do we need to do? We need to, as it says here, seek God with all of our heart, memorize the word of God, declare all that God says, rejoice in following God's word, meditate on God's word in his ways, delight in God's word, and then don't forget it. But the problem is we are prone to wander, Lord, I feel. Isn't that what the song says? 
Or even Psalm 103, bless the Lord, O my soul, all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Forget not all his benefits. We are prone to forget. Like something goes bad in life and we forget about all the good things God's done for us. God is still good. And God is worthy to be praised. And just because something goes bad in life doesn't mean that God is not good. He's still good. But we tend to forget all the good through the bad that happens in our life. Like we could look, and I'm not going to point them out of it, but the Miller family's been through a lot the past couple years. From Pastor Miller passing away, and then his son Cheyenne took over the church. And then Cheyenne, not even 50 yet, right? When he, 49. Passed away in a chair. Within a year and a half of each other, somewhere around that. And they could get very bitter. And even today, the church that they started and everything, they're not even there now. After all the time that they, and F, they're going back to my home church and things like that. They could get upset with God. Why did you take my husband? Why did you take my son? But she's still singing, glory in his holy name. God is good. Because you've got to remember the fact that God is good. Don't forget. There's things that I will do, and there's things I will not do. And then lastly this morning, you've got to realize something. You cannot do it on your own. If you think, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to seek God with all my heart. I'm going to memorize scripture. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to delight in his word. I'm going to do all these things, and I'm not going to forget his word. You cannot do it on your own. You need God. In every area of life, we need him. And number two, as we look here, we can only do this, the things we just talked about, the things I will do and the one thing I won't do. We can only do it with God's help. And you'll notice that the psalmist here, you see what the psalmist says here. There are a couple prayers that are mentioned in these verses. The first one is, letter A, Lord, keep me from wandering. Look at verse 10. With my whole heart have I sought thee. Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. Lord, help me not stray. Help me not go off. Help me to stay where I need to be. You see that right there? Lord, keep me from wandering. And then let her be. Teach me from the scriptures. Verse 12. Blessed art thou, O Lord. Teach me thy statutes. Do you realize who, in all reality, who, who wrote the word of God? The Holy Spirit did, right? He moved upon men. So there's another verse later on in Psalm 119 here. Verse 18. I pray this prayer every time I open up the word of God in verse 18. Open thou mine eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. When's the last time you just asked God to help you? Say, Pastor, I'm struggling in my Bible reading. Duh, we all do. I'm struggling on my love for the Word of God. I'm struggling with giving it my whole heart. I'm struggling and rejoicing and meditating and doing all these things. And it seems like I forget more than I remember. When's the last time you say, Hey, Lord, help me, keep me, guard me from wandering. Help my mind focus in. When's the last time you're getting ready to open up the Bible and say, Lord, keep me from wandering. Help the distractions stay away. Lord, teach me from your word. You want to get cleaned up from this world that you live in today? The key is not to hibernate by yourself in some little co compound somewhere. Because we're all sinners. You're going to find a way to still sin. Even, even, even secluding yourself from the rest of the world. Because you're there. 
As long as we're there, there's still sin there. Did you realize that today? So as you live in this world, and as you are around those that might not know the Lord, or whatever the case may be, how can you stay clean? By getting in this book. There are six things to do, one thing not to do, and two prayers to pray. And that's how a young man stays clean. Have you taught your kids this? They should know it. How are you going to stay clean from this world? The Bible tells us right here. That's how you stay clean. As my kids grow up and my kids don't have cell phones and I don't know, say, when are my kids going to have a cell phone? My son will probably have a cell phone when he's driving a car. That'll be the first time he has a cell phone. Say, why? Because if he needs to call me, everyone else has a cell phone. He can use their phone to call me. It works out just fine. But when it gets time for him to have one, I'm going to teach him the right and wrongs of it and teach him how to use it. And I'm going to teach him this passage, how to cleanse your way and how to stay right with God. It's not more video games. It's not more this or that. It's this book right here. And Christian, we need the Word of God. We need to be in it. Say, I just can't stay clean in this world that I live. Oh, you can. The key's right here. And what you do with this book. Father.